Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And we got another boardroom chat for you today. We do this every week. Every week. We've been doing quite a Very few of them. Very consistent. And that's a blessing to the Lord. We well, get so many great testimonies you know, Every people. once in a while, the uh, broadcast television side of my ministry will take one of these boardroom chats and, and, and do a, a television well, program. Well, we've done them. Yeah, not not a lot of them. We're going to do a lot of them because I find some great revelation comes from it. And and and, and not because we're smart or anything. It's just that it's a sit-down chat with you and me and Kathy and God Almighty, what it's all about. <laughs> that makes you smart when you sit That's right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I want to talk about something I've hinted and said it many times in many boardroom chats and many sermons that I preach. Is There's a phenomenal scripture in the Bible that if you'll understand what it means... Uh, mistakes will not be a part of your life. Well, that sounds good. Now, that's pretty strong, isn't it? That's a great point. Will not be a part of your life. And that really is true. So I want you to go with me today to the book of St. John, chapter 16. Now, I've said it before in boardroom tracks, because I use this verse, I don't know how many times every day when I make decisions in this ministry or when we make decisions in our personal life, right. when we seek the Lord, like we say and Jesus is coming from the lips of Jesus, and it's a powerful, powerful verse. And it's in St. John chapter 16, and it's verse 13. And I'm going to read it out the King James Version. You can read it out of any other translation you might want to gather. Okay. St. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, How be it? Well, let me read verse 12 first. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Mm. There's a lot of time God wants to do something for you, but you can't bear it. You're not old enough to receive it. You certainly can ask for it. A child, and if you've heard me say this many times, a child can ask for a motorcycle at, at three years old. And he can't drive it, but he can ask for it. Won't get mad if you don't get it. But if you train the child, mm -hmm. they can become a motorcycle champion by the time they're 16 years old. So a lot of time people in their spiritual growth will ask for things that they cannot receive. But that doesn't mean God won't give it to you. You just need to grow to get it. This is what Jesus was saying right here in verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Now, this is the verse 13. How be it when the spirit of truth, notice this, the spirit of truth, not a spirit of a lie, cannot lie, spirit of truth. You've heard me say if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived. And if he's the life, the devil can't kill you. Truth is a wonderful word. Let me say it again. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. I'm going to stop there for just a minute. What is the Holy Spirit's job? Well, one of them is to guide us in all truth, right. in, in, in everything that has to deal with truth. Yeah, it's been even called the spirit of truth. Yeah, and when you understand that's in every decision. You see, when you listen to him, hmm. it'll be very hard to make mistakes in life spiritually physically or financially. I want to read the rest of the verse. Let me start off again. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. That's the quiet side of God, the Holy Spirit. See? He's always glorifying yes. God. But whatsoever he shall hear, oh, now, the Holy Spirit's a faith spirit. Hmm. Faith come by hearing. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Faith without works is dead. He's got action on it. And he will show you things to come. Now, why would he do that? Because he's a spirit of truth. Now, when he was talking to his disciples there, I mean, they were a little nervous. What do you mean? You're going to go somewhere and do something? But see, God, Jesus said, the expedient that I go away or the comforter won't come. Right. So this verse means you never look back. That's good. You 
always look forward. I like that. See, how big when the Spirit of Truth, He will tell you, He will show you all things to come. In other words, why would you do this? What's going on behind me? No, no, you have to go forward. And you've heard me say this many times. And I'm 10 years ahead in my thinking and, and my receiving. You see what I'm saying? I, I know what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, where I'm going to do it, and how I'm going to do it. Why? Because I'm smart? No. It's because how be it the spirit of, when the spirit of truth has come, he now has come, he would guide me in all truth. So I'm not by myself. Now, you understand what I'm saying? I do. That's in every decision uh, you make in life. And I make so many of them here. What I'm called multi-million dollar decisions. You understand? That's not an easy thing to do. People think it's great to be the boss because you don't have to tell you. No, no. The, the hardest position in this ministry is the one I got. Because <laughs> I'm held accountable for everything I say. And that's in my marriage too. <laughs> you know, if I tell this woman something, she expects me to do what I say. Same here. You and vice versa. That's correct. See what I'm saying? You see, so what's so wonderful is that we never have, we're never alone. I love this verse because it means never look back. Simply go forward. What do you think about that? Well, I love it. It's a spirit-led life. And when we're born again, we're not the old person we used to be. We're, we go by a different set of guidelines and rules, but we don't have to live life on our own. God sent, Jesus said, I'd send you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he'd lead and guide you into the all truths. I love the passion translation okay. of what you read. Before you read it. And there's a lot of people trying to lead the Spirit instead of the Spirit trying to uh, let the Spirit holy lead them. Holy suggestions. Yeah, holy suggestions. Even when yeah. they pray for you, let me pray for you, and then they load it up with things they want you to do, trying to manipulate you. Yeah. That's the spirit of witchcraft. That's yeah. not the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Well, they're trying to lead the Spirit instead of letting the Spirit lead them. Read it in Passion Translation. Passion, beginning of verse 12, it says, There is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. When the truth-giving Spirit comes, He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Ah, that's so, that's good. so good. Read that first, that first line again. It says, there is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. Uh, read, keep reading. Uh, but when the truth-giving spirit comes... That's what I'm talking about. A truth-giving spirit. Yeah, that's good. Do you realize how much God is a giver? spiritually, physically, and financially. It's always on his mind to be a blessing. And he wanted to give it to them at that moment. That was during the Last Supper. Yes, we indeed. all know this. John 16 uh, records that. It's actually, it's, I think it's 12, 13, 14, 15, uh -huh. and 16, and 17 records those. Yes, that time, those wonderful times, yeah. And 16, he says so many deep truths. But he wanted them to know some things because he knew he was about to leave those disciples. And so the same encouragement and the same wisdom that he gave them right before he went to the cross is something that we can apply today in our life. If they, they need it, surely we need it today. Well, you know, the Holy I like, Spirit is available. Well, you said the passion trying to say he's the truth-giving spirit. Right. In other words, you're not left alone with your own resources. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? We're trying to make something work here. But how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he guides you in all truth. He'll say just this way. It's kind of, I remember when Jody was a little bit of girl, because, you know, a full-grown woman I gave me a grandbaby such a blessing. Who's now a full-grown woman, too? Well, no. She's well, 15. But she looks full-grown, guy. You know she's that. She's not full-grown. I know, but she looks... See, we, she's still fighting over that because she don't want them boyfriends over at the house. <laughs> and we understand that. She's still got a lot that. of growing to do. <laughs> you know? But watch that. I would have to take her by the hand and guide her. 
How many times I got it? How many times Jody would have had a knot on her head as big as my fist? I could see her coming when she was little, and they come, they don't notice how big the table is. They just come walking in there, and without thinking, I'd stick my hand on her head, and she wouldn't even notice I was doing it. And I'd move her head like that, and she'd miss the table, and don't realize that her father stopped her from having a headache or a bump, like we say, a bump on her head. How many times God has done this, this, and we missed? Uh, getting hit by something that <laughs> that we wasn't paying attention to. That's a truth-giving spirit. And then I remember as, as parents, when we would walk along the sidewalk or, or street with her sometimes, we would have each a hand. Well, I'd hold one oh, yeah. hand, you'd hold another, which is kind of like when we connect with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He, and we would swing her. She wouldn't even have to walk as much. <laughs> She'd miss a few steps because we would like and she liked it. propel her forward. <laughs> and that's how the Holy Spirit is. And, and we, we, Jesus wanted them to know that He's going away, but he's going to send them the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you basically skip a few steps to propel you forward. Maybe you've Amen. been discouraged and, and you've found like things have been moving too slow, but maybe you haven't sought the, the, the spirit of truth and to help you. He can help you to, to catch up on those lost steps and actually propel you to a higher place. When you understand St. John 16, 13, you know what it is? That's more than a promise. It's a pledge. Remember, we used to go to school. I don't even know if they do that anymore. The first thing you did when you went to class, you stood up, put your hand on your heart, and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. They made you put your hand on your heart because you weren't saying it with your head. You were saying it with your heart, which gave you understanding of how powerful and how anointed and how precious that flag was and is. Yeah, the price that was paid, paid for, for it. Paid for it and everything. It uh, gave us the freedoms that we enjoy here in this nation. Amen. The same way the cross is, is a representation of what Jesus sure. did. Of course, he's no longer on the cross, thank God for that. But it still reminds us of all that he had done, everything that he, the, the price he paid for our salvation. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. Every decision I make, I use St. John 16, 13 only. And it takes away all the care of anything in this life. To believe God, what I have to believe for every day in this ministry, not only just the finances, it takes millions a month to run this thing, but the people that are constantly calling in, saying, I, I need prayer, oh, uh, this and that, so many different things. And you're thinking, my God, uh, my dad, who's now in heaven, said, son, I just don't know if I can handle I couldn't handle that. I don't see how you would be, you shouldn't be so stressed out. And I had to say something to him that I did not want to say because I thought it was a little rude, but the Lord made me say it. And I said, oh, that, I said, God, I can't say that to my daddy. He said, I'm your big daddy. <laughs> he said, yeah, you the father. I'm the father. You tell your father because he's wondering about that all the time. Oh, and he had been wondering, well, how come you let my son do these things, Lord, but you didn't let me? And I looked at my dad. I said, Dad, do I look stressed out? No, I'm just amazed. I said, the reason why, Dad, you couldn't do it because you worried more about it. You wouldn't let God do it. You tried to do it. And I said, and, and so what? I said, I don't mean this to sound harsh. He skipped the generation, and it came to me. Mm -hmm. now, not, that, not that I was better by no means. I never wanted to say that, but it was actually not me speaking, but the Lord Jesus Christ through me was speaking to him. And it answered, he said, you know, that is, he wasn't offended at all. He said, that is so true. I could have done so much if I'd have let the Holy Spirit guide me. Mm. And you know, when you don't let him, then you don't know if he's a spirit of truth or not. You don't understand the pledge. 
You know, I think some people, See? they get, they pause, they're like frozen in time because they want to hear an audible voice from heaven before they keep moving. But God keeps, he puts, he gives us wisdom, he gives us understanding, and we just do what we know to do, and he blesses it. And if we're, if we're going in the wrong direction, the stop sign's going to come up. That's right. The stoplight's going to turn, you know, when you come to an intersection, what yeah. do you do? You keep driving unless you don't stop and wait for it to turn green. Right. I mean, you, I mean, if it's a stop sign, of course, right. you keep going through it. You, no, if it's you green, have to stop at a stop if, sign. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a, a stop light is what I meant to say. Stop light, yeah, I knew something. I mean, but they're looking. That's why she gets tickets. But, <laughs> you know, but, no, I no. haven't gotten a ticket <laughs> in a long time. Stop sign means stop, Kathy. But it's just, I remember Meredith, when she was little, she'd say red means uh, stop and green means go. That's we right. always have a go sign with God, and if he, if he wants you to stop, he'll let you know. You he'll know what the up. problem is on these things? It's not the stop, it's not the red light, and it's not the green light. It's the caution light, because we push it to the point of pink. <laughs> I do, you do. Oh, listen to it. No, people say you ran a red light. No, it was pink. See? It quite hadn't turned. Rich. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? But caution saying this thing is about ready to change. And how many times the God is a caution light? Excuse me. Listen to me. It's blinking. You know what I'm saying? And you say, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm too close. I'm too close. Oh, I don't want to stop. How many times you told me that there's a place here, uh, here where we live at New Orleans. When you're coming out of New Orleans, you, I-10 goes, and you get on, and you're coming out toward, going toward Baton Rouge and I-10. And, uh, but if you turn off on 310, okay, 310. 310 is kind of like a little circle thing. Well, you come to where me and Kathy live, where our ministry is, which is Destrand, okay? So when we leave here, we'll go on the river road, and then we'll get up on 310, we take off. Then as you get, there's a split. It turns off going to um, Baton Rouge to I-10, and the 310 takes you to the I-10 going this way, see? Now, how many times them big trucks... Would, they'd be in the right lane, and they realize... That they need to be in the left. And, and you, all you got to do is wait one block, one other block, and you turn, you'd have to get off the exit, turn around, and go back. So you, But they will come across that road. How many times they barely missed us? Mm -hmm. And not on trucks, but cars, because they just didn't want to take time to go just a few more feet because they missed the... Take the, the exit, <laughs> do a turnaround, and go. stay safe. And right. some people have been killed over that. And it's just really sad because they wouldn't listen to the guiding light. And they wouldn't listen to the guiding signs saying, hey, if you want to go this way, be in the right lane. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> How be it when the spirit of truth has come? He's he will guide, guide you in all truth. That's why mm -hmm. I, I get real irritated. And I might just have to say that when I see someone <laughs> step on our flag of the United States of America, they don't understand the pledge. You know, and it just really irritates. I'm not saying everything's right about the United States or the government. No, no. But you know what I can tell you? You need sometimes you take a day off and go walk in those cemeteries of those people that died for that flag. Go over there. You'll find uh, guys that wanted to be fathers, men that wanted to be grandfathers, uncles, women that wanted to be aunts, that wanted to have children, couldn't but gave their lives so me and Kathy could do this thing here today. So they, they call them sometimes the go families, you know, the gold star. Go star families. Because somebody made the supreme sacrifice. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ made a supreme sacrifice. You see what I'm saying? And when we allow people to uh, 
say such terrible things about him. You know, and I believe in turning the other cheek and all that kind of, I, I, you know, misunderstand. But I've noticed something about Muslims in Islam. You don't say nothing about Muhammad. They ain't going to come down there and knock your head off, son. But it's just okay to, in artwork to have Jesus in a bottle of urine <clears throat> or something silly and stupid and crazy when they're not honoring who, who God is and silliness and ridiculous. But I tell you this much, if Christians would do what Muslims do, that stuff would stop in a second. Now, I'm not being critical of the Muslims. I'm saying, listen, you, ain't, you don't have to believe in Muhammad, but you're not going to uh, uh, lambast him in front of us. And in its essence, I kind of like that. I really do. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 don't believe, I don't believe that Muhammad is this, the supreme prophet and all that kind of stuff that Jesus Christ said. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm going to respect and honor their religion if that's what they want. I just let my light shine. See what I'm saying? Because you see, I believe in this pledge that he would guide me in all truth. So people get mad at me and say, who do you think you are? Well, you know, I said, well, I am what he said. That if I listen to that guiding light, that guiding spirit, that pledge, and not look back, but always keep my face forward and keep my ears attending to what the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to make the right decision. Watch this when I say this. Every time. Every time. Not sometime. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? There's a song like that. Every time I turn around. What's that song? We sing it in the church a lot every time. When will he come through every time? Every time. Every time I turn around, he's making a way. Every time. Chris is in here. How's that sound, Chris? Can you know it? sounds, I just said. (laughs) Can y'all hear it? Sing real loud, Chris. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every you know? time. Why? Because. When will he come through? When will he come? Every time. Every time. We do it in the, I think we did it in <laughs> you the church this last Sunday. Song. When will he come through? Every time. I think <laughs> I have. <laughs> and I like it because it's true. Right. It's simply the truth. So, so you think, can rely upon it. And the message that Jesus had that day to his disciples is so powerful today while we're reading it. Uh, the spirit of truth will come. It will guide you into all truth. You don't have to. Worry about making the wrong decisions. Just follow your heart, follow peace. And if you're going in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that correction. That's he's right. going to give you a, a, a that he's going to come to you in that still small voice if you ask him, and and he will answer you. Well, it's kind of like uh, someone told me about flying. Uh, you know, we get up, they have flight plans, and they say, if, "I wish we could always fly like the crow flies from New Orleans, let's say, to Chicago. That's almost a straight shot northward. But sometimes you have to go a little to the left." Little to the right, but if you only one degree, now one degree is not that much, but you got a thousand miles of running, well, actually 960 miles, something like that. If you just do not correct that degree, you're going to be 50, 70, 100 miles off by the time you if get you to Chicago. If you keep going in that direction. Sometimes right. there's like But it's a, not much, though, Well, Kat, sometimes that's the there's a degree of a correction that you go here to avoid a storm, then you turn back and go yeah. back. And so the whole thing is every moment listening and, and obeying. Amen. Well, but see, I mean, a lot of people say, well, that's not that much. And, you know, and, and it may not be that much at where you are, but by the time you get into your destination, you're completely you're going off. off track. You're really off track. You thought, what happened? I, there was a, a good preacher friend of mine that he, he left Los Angeles to go to Honolulu. And I don't know what kind of pilots they weren't thinking. Sometimes, you know, people make mistakes. Those pilots were on the wrong trajectory to Honolulu, but they weren't noticing it. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they realized when they were getting close where they should be to Honolulu that they were off. So they had to turn left. And they were this far from running out of fuel. Thank God they made it, but it was like on the fumes. 
Because let me tell you something, from Los Angeles to Honolulu, you better have enough fuel because you're going to die if you don't. There's no place to land. You're going to go in the water. Just that simple. Now, yet somebody wasn't looking at the instrumentation right. See, I mean, they say, but it, and you know, usually it's five hours or five and a half hours, something like that, maybe not quite five and a half, uh, from Los Angeles to Honolulu. It's the longest stretch of water in the world where you better have enough fuel because you're not going to make it. You can't land nowhere else. There's nothing out there but the Pacific Ocean. That's it, see? So when you understand that, that that's in Christianity quite a bit. Sometimes he's just a little, well, it don't mean that much. Yes, it does. We had a, 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 a employee hours, so watch this. He cut his toe and, and did everything right. You know, went to the doctor and he said, you know, we don't want to get this infected. No, I, but I'm, now I'm talk, I think the doctors were off. I don't think my employee was off. Okay, so he went over there, you know, they, cut, and they, they gave him what they call it, steroids or something, or, uh, you know, what they call those things? Antibiotics. Antibiotics and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and watch it and watch it. And they said, okay. And um, so he just took the advice of the doctors, okay, which you're supposed to do. That's what doctors do, all right? Well, to make a long story short, I mean, uh, and he, he took the antibiotics and stuff like that. And, it, it, you know, sometimes when something's healing, it's still hurting it a little bit. Didn't pay that much attention because he's taking the antibiotics and things like that in nature. Well, we go to a meeting sitting there, and he's working real good. And he wakes up one morning and almost uncontrollable shakes. I mean, what, what is this? What is this? You know, so we first thought sick. You know, you know sometimes you get the chills from flu or whatever. So I so uh, his boss, who works for me too, his boss, said, well, just, just stay in the room and rest yourself. Okay, well, he stayed in the room. He seemed like kind of calmed down a little bit, and he comes back to it, and it hit again. He said, man, we need to go check this thing out. And then he looked down. And he said, I guess he took a shoe off and looked down at his toe, and it didn't look right. So he had to check, what do you call it, one of those health things where you go to a... Yeah, urgent care. Urgent care. And son, they freaked out. They couldn't believe it. They rushed him to the hospital. They did a blood test and found that he was... Uh, septic, almost very, septic. He had a very high infection. Super high infection. The numbers, and when that thing beyond. goes septic, you've got problems, buddy, because it'll go they all over your body. They sent him to the hospital Well, guess what? They had to remove his toe. It freaked him out. Now, why? Well, I personally be because the doctors that treated him or gave it were just a little bit off. But then people up where he was... They were not off. They were right on. Do you see what I'm saying? And why not? But he lost the toe in the process. And when they told him that, they freaked him out. What's the word they use that they have to uh, Amputate. When they use the word amputate, yeah, you don't, that's what? the word you don't use. What do you hear? mean amputate? You mean, no, you, you, uh, you're going to give me some medicine and it's going to heal us up. Well, they, evidently, they didn't give him the right medicines at the first time when he was here. Or whatever, something, something wasn't right. And, and, and I'm not going to blame him, my employer, because he's not a doctor. He, you know, he, he tells the doctor what's going on, then they're they, they supposed to handle that kind of stuff. But anyway, to make a long story short, he's one toe less now. Toeless. He's toeless on one day. But thank God, of all but toes wait. to lose, that would be the one you should lose. Because it doesn't affect his walking. It doesn't affect anything of that nature. He's, he's recovered wonderfully. Yeah, yeah he's, he's recovered wonderfully. So, I mean, so now he's got this space. So almost like Spock, live long and prosper. <laughs> I said, think of it like that. Just look down and say, I'm going to prosper, you know. Now we laugh about it, but it wasn't a laughing matter. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't far off. But by the time you got to find out where it was, 
when you're at the point of being septic, and you told me this, and I didn't know that, that someone in our area, I mean a very young person, strong as I got septic, and within 24 hours, they were dead. Because mm -hmm. when he hits that bloodstream, that's serious business, man. You, you don't play games with that. Well, let me tell you something. This verse will keep you from becoming septic. I like that. It will keep you from becoming sick. Mm -hmm. But you've got to stay on course. Howbeit, yeah. when the spirit of truth is coming, he guides you in all truth. You have to listen. And listen to what he hears. I was saying, uh, uh, you're going to see a boardroom chat uh, this week I really enjoyed doing. I had to make a decision, I, 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 and I'm going to repeat this. I was trying to get a heathen person to do what, uh, what God wants done. You know, and I realized now, uh, this, this morning, uh, uh, I, I, you ought to go see the... Uh, the uh, 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 faith the facts on need thinking, and it will help you. And I'm trying to get this thing done because I want it done my way, and, it, and it's supposed to have it my way because I'm the customer. You understand? And I'm the one giving you the money and all this kind Customers of stuff. Customers always right. Yeah, that's what they say, you know. <laughs> but what happened was I realized that I was taking the care of it on. I couldn't get through this person that I'm trying to get them to do what I want done, which is the will of God on this particular situation. So in the shower this morning, I, I did all my exercise and stuff, and uh, I said, Lord, I cast all this care upon you. I'm trying to make a heathen do something. They don't even know who you are. They don't even know who you are. I'm not saying they're a bad person, but they don't know the Lord. That I do know. And, I, and when I did, man, I mean, my, when I said I cast, the Holy Ghost began to just speak out of me. I mean, why? He said, ah. He said, in other words, I can't change that person, but God can. In other words, God said, Jesse, let me do my job. But the Holy Ghost... I mean, confirmed it when it be, I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I felt such a release. Because you were going at it in the natural. I was going at Instead it in the natural. Of hitting it with not tongue, in a bad way. Like this was say, not bad. This was not a bad thing. It wasn't sin or anything. I'm just trying to get a person who can't hear God's voice to hear God's voice on this particular business thing. And it wasn't working. But boy, I tell you what, I got the revelation on that one. I thought, I mean, I went, oh, Lord. I said, forgive me. It wasn't that I was sinning or iniquity or trespass is just that what just the hair, hair not much but enough to cause frustration well then frustrated the more I turned that over to the Lord and I thought praise the Lord I said man I, I could have felt just as good as I do now a few minutes ago he said that's correct he said I will I will take care of that then he told me this he said I told you you never have to be concerned about this particular part of your life and ministry, never. Never means never. And I stood on the word of God, and it's a done thing now. See, that's when the favor or extreme favor comes. Mm -hmm. See, is when you go, you know what? You can say what you want, put what you want in my face. I am not moved by what I see. I'm moved by the word of the living God. And it says the same, and quote it out loud so your mind can hear what your mouth is saying. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide me in all truth, not some truth or a truth, but all truth. Are you so getting good. this today? Because I really believe this means a lot to you today. Because I'm telling you, if you do this, you won't make mistakes. Yeah. I wasn't making a mistake, but I was trying to push something and you know, we've, that I didn't have the power to do. You see what I'm saying? Kind of getting ahead of God. Let, let God and God would have given me extreme favor. That's not the issue, but I was rushing it. Was the way, there's a way to go about it. And sometimes yes. when you force something, you, you, know, you, you may not like what you get. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and God has another plan, a better plan. How often have we 
move toward a certain thing, believe for a certain thing, and there was a delay, and we were frustrated, and, and keep trying to push in the natural. And, and when we learn to just release it, and let it go, give it to God, all of a sudden God made a way, turned the thing around, and it was better in the end than it was That's in right. another way. I mean, supernaturally, like whether it be property we went after, a certain vehicle yes. we went after, oh, so true. certain aircraft we went after and thought, well, that was it. And it didn't quite work out, but then the, the net, and w good thing it didn't work out because we later would sometimes mm -hmm. find out problems that would have happened. And then God brought something else into the much picture better. that was much better. And, and I'm sure you have experienced things similar to that. Amen. But it's just a reminder that we have to re rest in the Lord and trust. Of course, like we were saying, do what you know to do. But when it comes, when you come to opposition, you have to pray and seek God, Lord, is that you uh, uh, guiding me in another direction, or is that the enemy? Because if it's the enemy, you take authority over it. Sure. And you, you rebuke it in the name of Jesus. But if, but there's still a point sometimes where it's it's not the enemy attacking, it's the Spirit of God directing us, like you said, that one little group degree, degree off for a temporary time, and then you'll get right back in place. He sees our destination. And so we have a divine destination in God. And sometimes there's some little divergence along the way for our protection. Sure. Then, but we get back on track and we catch up and we get where God Amen. called us to. Let me, get, let me give you kind of, a, uh, I guess, a silly illustration. Me and Kathy, we love smoked salmon. Well, I don't know why we like it so much. I never much. know what, where he's coming okay, from. Okay, here we go. Watch it's this. like all over the map sometimes, okay. but he comes back to <laughs> oh, yeah. home base. I love out the ballpark, baby. <laughs> and just, while you're looking I'm just, I'm at when you think I should be in left you. field, I'll hit that ball in center field and get a home run. Okay, so watch that. We like smoked salmon. We yes. always take a little bite of it every morning. We enjoy it. Okay. And we go out somewhere. If we get a, uh, if there's an uh, appetizer, smoked salmon, yeah, we'll take some of that. Okay. We get so used to liking smoked salmon. Well, Kathy found a place here in New Orleans that's got the, some of the greatest smoked salmon we've ever tasted. And Kathy, she said, Jesse, taste this one more. And man, we bought it several times. So now it's kind of on her, um, when she's driving somewhere, I got to go to this name, I can't think of the name of the place, but, and get me some salmon. And they bring it out fresh and boy, and they got it, and, and, and it's, it's great. But last week, or week before last, whatever, she went, just got just so used to it. Well, somebody made a little mistake, but we don't know that, see? So we take it, we put it in, and Kathy cuts it up and puts it in little rolls, kind of like, like, a, like a little small egg roll, but real small. Remember, like, yes, you know? And then, you know, we just grab a bite and go. And, and so I, I took a bite. I took you. a, I took I a spoil, bite. Yes, you I, I, yeah, you spoil, yes. You love the slab and they man. let you grab your, no, I like no, but I really You should pieces. spoil me. Yeah, mate, do that. Keep spoiling <laughs> me. See, that's the Holy Spirit guiding you. So, <laughs> you know, so watch it. I took a bite and I went, very this salty. salmon is salty. Very salty. I mean, very salty. Kathy, yeah, Kathy looked at me like, mm, sure. She takes a bite. She goes, this fat, this, it is salty, but we wasn't going to throw it too away because we like salt, you know what I'm saying, it's but not very, too yeah. much salt. All right. Now, watch what Kathy did. That, so she goes back. That she didn't bring it back. We ate it, even though it was a it little salt. It was still salty. good. It was still it was good, good but it was a little salty. the ones we used to get, yeah. actually. Now she goes back to this, though. She says, excuse me, and I guess they're starting to know her now. I won't, she gets a whole salmon fish or something. I, gotta, uh, whatever. I get about a pound or a pound and well, a half. Whatever it is. And she goes, excuse me, can I taste that? Before I order. Yeah. Before I, I, I buy it. Sure. Same thing as the other ones, but not the same. It was the I'll original. See, but without thinking, Better. we just relied that everybody would do their job. No, not everybody will do their job. It's your job to do your job. So now we know before we buy if something's salty. You understand what I'm saying? Because, and, and that was, that's actually revelation right there. 
Or she came home, she said, taste this, Jesse. This is like it was uh, the week before. And, you know, of course, we just love it, you know. And it's a blessing. And it was, I heard it was real healthy for you and things of that nature. And uh, I hope to God it is because if it isn't, we're going to die. Because <laughs> we sure eat the fire out of it. Where know? does that come from? Well, I'm using die. it as an example. It's guidance. <laughs> you guided that woman to let me taste this salmon. To make sure that we can get, we don't, and, and this woman just blows me away. She said, you know, it's very expensive. I said, woman, look at me. I want y'all to look at me. I said, do you see me blink? I said, are you worried about a slab of salmon? Get as much as you want, woman. For God's sake, God's blessed us. He's blessed us in the, in the city, in the field, in the salmon, everything you name, whatever you want. You know? And then one time, and I don't mean to sound arrogant. We can afford just about anything. God has blessed us. <laughs> Kathy loves caviar. And she's made me love it. I used to first say, I thought, whew, I can't handle it. But I mean, you know, you learn to develop a taste for it. One time we was in a restaurant. Now, it, is it too high? Yes. It's very, very expensive, especially Russian beluga. Oh, God. But it is so good. I mean, good Lord, that Russian beluga. So I said, and you know, I'm in a real nice restaurant. I said, get whatever you want. And she says, Justin, they got Russian beluga uh, uh, caviar here. I said, well, get some. And then when she looked, and I, I her eyes traveled over to the price, and it's $125 for an ounce. I am not spending that kind of money on an ounce of Russian beluga. I said, well, if you want it, uh, you're going to have to spend that money. And she wouldn't do it. But if you don't think God loved Kathy, at Rick Renner is one of the most wonderful men in the world. They in Moscow, Rick and, uh, and his wife, they're one of the blessings of the Lord. Rick goes preach at a church, instead of giving him an offering, they gave him Russian beluga uh, caviar. And I'm not talking about an ounce. What do they call them? Tens it of it? Several tens uh, of it. Thick. I mean, ain't, oh, I would say that's at least, and I'm saying conservatively, six, $8,000 worth of uh, Russian beluga. And Rick, he, he loves us and we love him. him then he's a wonderful friend. He says, you know who loves this? Kathy Duplantis loves this. He gets it. He didn't eat it. He puts it in dry ice, you know, gonna cover it so he went, and he mailed it to Kathy. So I got something coming for you, Kathy. And we didn't know, so they brought it to the house, you know, we opened it up, touch is kind of cold, you know, but it opened it up, and it was Russian blue. I'm not talking about an ounce. I'm talking like uh, pounds of it. Pounds of, <laughs> Kathy opens it up. Oh, Jesse. And you know, you're supposed to eat it with a little uh cracker or something, a piece of bread, you know, when you do it, you got, Kathy takes a spoon, and I take a spoon, and we go, wow, and we must have ate about four spoons a piece. You see, Rick, you was guided by the Holy Ghost, <laughs> you know, for Kathy, and I'm glad Kathy was believing it. See, now people say that sounds silly. It may sound silly, but when you get what you want, it ain't silly. And God just wanted to bless Kathy in the right way. We could, could we have afford the $125 an hour? Yes. But, you know, we don't want to be foolish and be something stupid. Well, you know? when I first started tasting it, you know, we would go to a buffet, the big uh, buffets and holiday buffets in New Orleans, and they'd have it on, as a garnish or in places, you know, we'd have it on the on the big buffet. So I, that's when I first tasted it and loved it, loved it. But that was the same price no matter what you ate. So I loaded up on the caviar. You remind me of they Tom saw Hanks. Me coming. You remind me of Tom Hanks in that movie when he, he took his spoon and went across all that, that caviar. Yeah. And then he said, uh, that's a, it was like a big mold yeah. of egg salad, and they had this whole thing was surrounded with the black caviar. And he was, and he was just get, taking the spoon and grabbing all of it. I, I would have done the same thing. And that but, lady was mad at him, and he goes, 
<laughs> Tom Hanks to me is a great actor. It was, it was, it was hilarious because I think it's that so was real. You've Got Mail, that movie. Yeah, something like that. I, I, but it was, I know that sounds off the thing, but no, she was being guided. God said, Kathy likes Russian. Don't send us any plate for God. I'm not saying it. God, she likes it. So God did it. You don't think he notices the little things? See, you think it's got to be something really big? No, no. The Holy Spirit will guide you in the smallest little details and in the biggest decisions you've ever made in your life. And that's called the peace of God. That's so good. Because, you know, you brought it up because of the salmon. We got the, I would just normally <laughs> order it, and then it was fine. I'd, we'd put it in, and all of that uh -huh. one time was salty. So I could have just kept ordering it the same way. I'd just say, give me a pound of it. But this time I decided to, to taste it and right, sample yeah. it. So little tiny things you can do to make some changes and make sure that things are going the way you want it. It's just don't be afraid to ask. And yeah. so they, and if they would have said no, I probably would have said, well, I'm not buying any. Yeah. Or I'd have mm -hmm. bought like a, a, a half an ounce or what, something yeah, like that. Yeah, just to make sure. And before I spent the money on the whole pound or pound yeah. and a half. And, uh, but, and, she enjoy, and we enjoy it. See, and you know, this is going to sound crazy, but God likes it when we enjoy things. God likes it when you enjoy things. I believe some of you, and I'm telling you, and I mean this, God has tried to guide you. Some of you have wondered why. And I'm going to say something going to make somebody mad, but here we go. Some of you wonder why. You know, I just can't understand why I'm not being blessed because you're not listening to God concerning partnership to this ministry. I felt that in the Holy Ghost. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. I'm not touching your money. I will never touch your money. When you send finance to this ministry, it 100% goes in the world evangelism. And you wonder why I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. Because when it comes to finance, I'm going to do what God asked me to do. And God has asked me to give away all my money. Not some, I'm talking all of it twice in my life. Twice. When I say all of it, I mean going to Jody's piggy bank when she was a kid, opening up the bottom of it and taking out the nickels and the dimes and give it. And yet God has blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. But I, thought, I said, Lord, I want to go on television all those years ago. You know what God directed me to? Not to a television station. Not to ABC, CBS, or NBC. He directed me to a ministry that was on television. And he said, give into that television ministry. I said, what? No, I need this money to get on television. Give into that television ministry. And me and Kathy, I talked to Kathy about it. That was the Holy Spirit guiding me. And I did. And boy, I mean television uh, station began to open up that we could pay for in advance and still till today. Mm -hmm. And I really believe God has spoken. And it don't have to be big amounts. It can be. You know, it could be one ounce of caviar or six pounds. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's just illustrating that God, right. has, there's no shortage with God. He wants to lead and Amen. guide us. He wants to bless us and show us Amen. the best way to live. Right. You know? So I'm going to ask you today because I'm going to ask you to obey God if he's telling you to do that. Now look at me. Look, look at me. Don't get mad at me. Don't click us off. Hang on. If you don't want to, don't do it. Don't. I mean, that would be silly because you would go against the word of God. The Bible said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Some people are obedient, but they're not willing. Some people are willing, but they're not obedient. Just stick with the word of God. But if you want to be a partner and if God has been guiding you, it don't have to be a lot and it can be a lot. You just go to JDM.org. That's, that's our website. Right. And, and, and just hit the donate button. You do that. 100% is going in the world of evangelism, not in my pockets. You can use PayPal if you want to use that kind of a way of getting it. Or you can text to give a one-time, I don't know, donation or a recurring one. Or you, I like this, the JDM app. You can go to there and select the giving. Just go, uh, 
just do what you have to do. Or you can do like what I do. I just mail in an old-fashioned donation, I guess, because of my age, you know. I just put it in the mail and go to the post office. You can go, now people do things so many different ways, and I'm glad. But I really believe God has spoken to many of you people to do that. And you hadn't done it because you're looking at me and say, well, he don't need it. Look at me. Right. I'm not need conscious. But what right. you need is what I have. And that's the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold. How did I get that? By doing what you're about ready to do if you obey God. Just that simple. You don't want to? Don't. I ain't going to get mad at you. Who am I to judge you? But I mean, the Holy Ghost made me say that there. Now, that's something I don't like to say. Can I be honest? I don't like to say I don't like that. I mean, you know, I don't like it. I, I, I don't want to put you under pressure to give because you shouldn't be under pressure to give. You give out of your heart, not out of your wallet, out of your heart. And then whatever God says, do you do it? Right. And we've asked the Lord, Kathy, how many times everybody's heard me say this, for every dollar given to our ministry, give me a soul into the kingdom. And we, there's so much more to do. You know, I'll be honest, I was told my daughter yesterday, I was in her office, I said, I just wish Jesus would come. And Jody loves me. She said, Dad, I'm telling you, you got an inside track to God. You need to tell God to come get us. I said, I'm doing the best I can. I said, even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming, you know. Yeah, but Dad, you talk to God a lot, God knows you. I said, thank you, Jody, for that confidence. But uh, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to occupy till it comes. That's right. That's and right. And that's it. We're not going to the left. We're not going to the right. We're just going to occupy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. I, I'm at such a peace in my life mm. because of St. John 16, 13. Mm. I made one of the big financial decisions. I made a $21 million decision, me and Kathy. <clears throat> and it was as easy as drinking this glass of water because, you know, all I did was obey the decision of the Holy Spirit to do this. We knew we were being guided by guided. the Holy Spirit. What about this when we built this? We didn't have all the money everybody thought we did, but right. we knew God told us to do this. Every step of the way. There was did challenges, but, sure. but there, were pe there was peace as well. We knew which way to go. Right. It was just such a blessing. Someone missed God uh, yesterday. They missed, a business missed out on four and a half million dollars worth of business yesterday. What was? God told me to do this and it wouldn't work that way. Okay, fine. Somebody gonna take this money. It's all for his glory. You know, I wish all these things were free. You know, the camera that I'm uh, preaching to right now and that you, and the television, those things cost a lot of money. I wish they were free, but they're not. I wish television, Broadcast on was free, but it's not. And that's okay because some people, that's in their bit. That's what they do for the business. I have no problem with those things. All my employees out here, I mean, I got to pay these people. I'm not asking them to do it for free. And a lot of times they do things for free. We don't ask them to do it. They just do it because they love the ministry and love the vision. So you see, and you always bless what you love. True. That's you good. see what I'm saying? And God, when he says, you mean God who is El Shaddai, I mean, God's so, oh, so beyond human reason. He said, you're going to give this to me when you know I can speak in a universe coming into existence? But because you have done this, I'm going to bless you. When I, when I gave all my money away twice, i never forget that Abraham moment on the side of that house there in Homer, Louisiana, where Kathy was raised up. He said, and he, he used King James Version <laughs> talking. 
old, king, like old English thing, because thou hast done this mm -hmm. and not withheld from me. I'm going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. I didn't understand that. Within nine months, me and Kathy were debt free. I still don't know how. I did extra work, naturally, but not enough to pay off everything. And it all began to happen. God began to bless me everywhere. Boom, boom. And still doing it today. If I say something, now it's Holy Ghost won't talk yet. It's not no more about what I say. It's about what I think. You hear my thoughts. And he brings my thoughts. Isaiah 65, 24, before you ask, I answer. Before I had an opportunity to say, Lord, I need this, boom, it was done. And I said, God, I didn't even say it. He said, I heard you think it. Mm -hmm. Now that is relationship and fellowship. I went from religion to relationship to fellowship. What about you? Mm -hmm. What journey are you on? See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Take St. John 16, 13. And if you don't know what to do, read it out loud before you make that decision. Then listen to the spirit that lives inside of you, Christ yes. in you, the hope of glory. Amen. And you're going to make the right decision. You understand what I'm saying? You'll right. make the right decision. And then the religious world say, I don't know how you did that. And then as you develop more, you'll get to a point saying, and that's going to make everybody mad. Then get ready for persecution. You got to understand something about hundredfold, about the blessing of God with persecution. Because God knows how people are. You'll get to a point where you said, I will not make a mistake. Now, I'm going to say this and we're going to close. I heard this all my life, Kathy. You've got to sin every day. You sin every day. Guess where it came from? Not the devil. The church. Because somebody's experience is sinning every day, they start preaching their experience instead of what the Word of God says. The Bible said we've all sinned. That's true. But we're not all sinners. I don't sin every day. Oh, you think you are. See, well, you haven't developed yet. Not that I'm better than you are, but I'm developing my relationship, my fellowship, and I'm getting away from religion because that's a garden of weeds and a theological wilderness. Do you understand what I'm saying here? So when you understand that, this will become so real to you mm. and you will make the right decision. And every I'm going to say time. it every time. Every time I turn around, he's making a way. Amen. How many times? Every time. And leading the way. And leading the way. Uh -huh. I hope you enjoyed it today. Mm -hmm. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we'll see you next time right here at our next boardroom chat. God bless you. Bye-bye.